Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. It's your girl BD and Florence the fiance is on hiatus so today we have another special guest. Now I have chosen this guest because I just thought it'd be kind of like circular. I don't know how to explain it but I will in a second. Um, I've known this guest for her whole life and for that whole time she has made my life worth living. I won't even lie. She's literally one of my favourite people on earth and I love her more than life itself. I do. She really is that bitch and I feel really privileged to like know her like I do because she's a very antisocial individual, right? So I feel loved. I feel blessed. Uh, and I thought it'd be fitting for her to be here because she is my sister. And the first episode that we had a guest was Forenza's sister. And the last one is my sister. And I just felt like, wow, what a full circle moment. So, yeah, welcome, sis. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to wax lyrical about me like that. I thought you'd just yeah, be like, yeah, it's my miracle. sister. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, my best. See what I'm saying? Like, look at all the emotion I pour out and look what I get back in return. Mad. Sorry, you're amazing. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You look like Linda Evangelista. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're a model. Everything's perfect. <laughs> Did you stone those tights? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we're not drinking because it's... Well, I'm drinking water. I'm not drinking anything. Um, yeah, this is ill. Yeah. Eki's ill. So she... Um, is not drinking a thing. I mean, you probably should be drinking. I water should be, to but help. I don't know. I, it's, you know, it's been a very long day. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm a, we're recording remotely because I'm not trying to get sick. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I've got a flight to catch. I have a wedding to attend. Oh. So this is oh, oh. oh. catching flights, not feelings. <laughs> so today we are covering the real bling ring Hollywood heist. Okay, so you can find it on Channel 4 if you're in the UK. If you're not in the UK or if you're in the UK with a VPN and want to avoid the annoying adverts, you can watch it on Netflix. Right, it's three episodes and we're going to cover it in this one episode. And why can we do that? Because there's so much filler in this series. It's fitting because it's LA. Huh? So that's fitting because it is LA. Fam, bare filler, bare filler. It's just, what did you think of the documentary? I I didn't like it. it. I, I found it really annoying. Um, yeah. it, I just did not like it. I, I just thought they were trying to make me feel sorry for people that just weren't sympathetic at all. Everyone yeah. was a liar. It yeah. was just so incredibly vapid. And yeah. it just everything about it. And, and, and it was weird because it's like, with anything based in LA, I just tend to think that they try to sell you on LA whilst talking yeah. about LA so they, they want you to think wow how amazing how amazing yeah how amazing. like you want to be here like you've got the guy from million dollar listing randomly yeah, oh let's get let's get into let's Sorry. get into <laughs> I didn't even bring it bring him up when he comes up because I didn't even really like because he ugh. okay so episode one is called the fame game okay um and we have two main talking heads in the documentary. One's called Nick Prugo and one's called Alexis Nyers, right? And so we go back and forth between them a lot during the documentary. Now, the documentary is weird because it has them as talking heads, but it also has them as narrators and it also has a narrator. It's strange. It's very weird. It's I don't so really know bizarre. what. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't know what they were trying to do. Like, I don't know what it was supposed to give, but it was just, it was just weird. It felt very like year nine drama with their interjections yeah. and their, their yeah. voiceovers. Like, <laughs> and then the spotlights. Yeah. And then the... <laughs> like, okay, yeah. And you stay here and then you'll speak over it whilst you do this. Yeah. It was just like, okay, And then, count to five and then what we're going to do is we're going to switch positions. Yeah. yeah. And make sure you speak That's with feeling. Like, yeah. it was so yeah. annoying. So we learn about Nick first. 
I, do you know what? When I watched it, I was like, oh, Eki's going to hate this and it's going to be amazing to talk about. So we learn about Nick first, right? So he grew up in San Fernando Valley. Um, and then we learned from the realtor. He's the, is this the million dollar distinct guy? Yes. I don't so remember I, him. I, I think maybe it was the LA one because I saw him, Josh, and I was like, you look familiar. Google Josh Reality TV realtor. And yeah, he's Josh Holman. He came up. Yeah. I think I watched, was there a million dollar listing in New York? I think so. With like Ryan. I think maybe that's the one Sarah, that I watched. Maybe? With that Ryan guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. and the Louis Louis guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's basically saying like, oh, you know, San Fernando Valley and that is where you live if you can't afford to live in like LA, LA. So we're already getting the vibe that Nick is always aspiring to LA but yeah. never quite had LA. Like yeah. he's always want like the haves and the have nots. He had not, okay. But then he didn't so, have not that like not. Exactly. He lived in a, a normal suburban life. Like but also he I think he was just obsessed with celebrity life he and celebrity was. culture, yeah. Because he was like, Oh yeah, you know, he always wanted to be an actor and he played an extra on Zoe One O One. Shout out to Zoe One O One, that was an amazing ew, show. Ew. And now you see me standing here. <laughs> Oh god, That's she went. She went left, didn't she? Though. Yeah, well, hold Jamie her, Lynn, yeah, yeah. Lynn, Jamie so. Lynn, boy. Um, so yeah, he was an extra on that show, and he tells us it wasn't the acting I was enjoying per se. It was the experience of the cameras and the attention. It wasn't the acting he was enjoying. It was the attention and the experience. Yeah. So basically, he's a fame whore. Like, he just wants to be famous. Yeah, and I then when the director says this, he says no. But it's like, no, but you did, though. You you did just want to be famous. He didn't know He didn't know anything. I just He was so annoying. Like, he would just <laughs> speak. And it's like, oh, you know nothing of which you speak. Like, I think they yeah. wanted to be influencers before influencing was a thing. Exactly. Because if, if cause this all happens in like the early 2000s, if influencing was a thing, that's the route they would have gone 100%. down. 100%. Because that's a lot more accessible and it's a lot easier. But this was yeah. like the closest thing to it back then i think yeah so now switch we're learning about alexis alexis grew up in la she's around famous people her dad was director of photography on friends and so she was just around that kind of thing right her mum, andrea who we will speak about extensively as the documentary goes on she was a model she worked for playboy and she's really weird like i say but we're gonna get to that right so her mom, Andrea, meets, um, or Andrea? Andrea meets Michael, who's Alexis's dad. They have kids, they live a crazy life, drugs, parties, all that stuff. Anyway, Michael cheats on Andrea, they get divorced. So now Alexis and her sister Gabby live with their mom and she's a single mom, yep. right? They don't really talk about the dad much after this, cool. I'm not surprised he wants no parts. <laughs> he was wrong for cheating. So we're back to Nick, and this is what I'm saying, flip flop, flip flip flop and ass bitch. Like literally, we're flipping, we're flipping, we're flipping. So now we're flipped back to Nick. Nick is telling us about him being like a young teenager and coming to terms with being gay, right? And at this point, he also quits the whole acting thing and he moves to Calabasas. Calabasas is supposed to be a rich area, but they're not rich, rich, which, I mean, it seems to me they have like decent money, maybe just not wealth, but they seem to have like a like decent money. Yeah, because with Calabasas, don't we get Josh again? And I don't know who paid him for this, but not all money is Mate. good money, babe. And that other stylist, yeah, that other stylist, I was like, girl. There was no need for either of you. No need. At all. No no, need. Maybe spend time on here. production, maybe coaxing other people to come and tell their stories. Maybe we could have used yeah. the money for that, but okay. Yeah. But when he's talking about Calabasas, doesn't he talk about like, oh, The weekend lives here and Drake and Selena Gomez and all of that stuff? Yeah, I thought it was a, it was, it was a famous place. I think it is a famous place i think this is what my issue with with la and these documentaries or things that set in la they always it's almost like they're always trying to make you feel like this is where you need to be it's like they're yeah. always doing pr for la and I'm, I'm not moved yeah like why why can't it do it itself yeah and i'm not moved it's like I, I think at one point he's like yeah all the supermodels are here it's like no that's new york 
Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, oh, the celebrities are here. It's like, I'm not. I don't care to meet any of them. Like, it reminds but me. then that, but that's you though. People actually care. People actually are like, oh my. Because I remember, remember when we went. To I LA, was thinking like, just even, that. Even then, it wasn't like, oh my god, celeb, celeb, celebs. Like it wasn't for us anyway. It didn't feel like, oh my god, like. So I did think I saw David Schwimmer. I'm still mad that we didn't see any actual famous person. The closest thing we definitely saw was Kevin Nolan at Heathrow Airport. Do you remember? Kevin Nolan, who's that? He's a footballer. And we were standing behind him in boots. And I was like, oh, I think that's Kevin Nolan. And you're like, who? Is he famous? And then he turned around to look at us and I just sort of looked away. And in my mind, I'm like, cool, it's fine. We're going to LA. We're going to see so many famous people. We didn't see anyone. Yeah. But what I was thinking of just... I guess it's you have to know where to go, I guess. Yeah, but I just thought they were. No, but I worked with someone and he was... Yeah, yeah. Say that I worked with someone, um, and he was telling me that when he lived in LA, he used to see RuPaul like just like on his bike, just all the time, yeah, cause... like just in the street, just amongst the, amongst the rest of us. Yeah, I thought that's what. So I yeah, thought. I guess that's what you expected it to be like. Do you remember that time we went to um, we uh, saw Orlando Bloom at the airport? Yeah, yeah. And then our cousin was like literally like trying to chase him. Yeah, <laughs> but like kind of half chasing, half not. It was really annoying, and I couldn't find my phone because I was just gonna take a picture. Because I remember going back into school and be like, oh, I saw Orlando Bloom. People asked hella questions and they were like doubting me, and I was like, why are you doubting? Me? Why would I lie? Everyone, like, no, no shade to Orlando, he, he appears here, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's actually, he's actually very relevant to this uh, documentary. <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say was, yeah. it's the whole rapidness of LA, it reminds me of when we were in LA, and I remember you and mm. I were in a cab, and I was 16, you were 18, and they had that mm. cab driver, and he was like, What do you want to do with your life? And we said, You know, yeah, we're gonna go to uni and do these courses, da, da, da. and he was like, No, you should come to LA to be famous. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, have no I recorded because I was like, Bruh what are you right and we're like yeah you know we don't want to be famous just rich you'd be like no rich and famous and i'm like is this your story because yeah, you're not like, you're not testimonial is this what i can look forward to in the future <laughs> like i i was so confused yeah, but it's it like is. everyone there it is, is like a section of people that just love it it's like you remember that time when all the youtubers were moving to la and they would move yeah. to la and they just become these yeah. awful people or like that their, their yeah. terrible nature would be exposed yeah it's like i just think it attracts just anyway it's fine it's crazy because the thing the thing about wanting to be famous for these lots yeah especially it's like they, there's nothing they want to be famous for yeah because even nick being like oh yeah i want to be an actor yeah i want to be this like this actor it's like if you decided you wanted to be an actor and you became famous from that like okay cool i get it you're an actor you're good one so now you're famous but like you just want to be famous you just want yeah. paparazzi taking pictures of you and, like for what like to what end like what is the what is the point it's just it's so annoying and yeah, they're just not likable. They feel like they spent 10 minutes in this documentary. This this first episode is 47 minutes. Spent 10 minutes setting up this sort of background. And, like, normally in documentaries yeah. when they do this, you get the sense they're doing it because there is something tragic in the background that can explain the actions. Yeah. Here, I'm not sitting here saying their life was a walk in the park, but it wasn't exactly turmoil and turbulence. Like, one doesn't beget the other, basically. Exactly. Because it's like you had... And that's why all of this was filler, because it was like, literally, this documentary could have been... The whole thing could have been 47 minutes. Yeah. What you did, what happened, 100%. and what resulted from it. That's it. It takes 10 like, minutes to give us their background, and they take 50 yeah. seconds to give us a setup of how it started. I'm yeah, like, I would have exactly. rather had a longer time... Spend the time on How it exactly. started, because it just feels very rushed. Like, oh, okay, like, we'll get into it, but it just feels so rushed. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just... It just yeah it's just weird like please guys watch it like even if you just watch like the first few minutes the 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 vibe of the documentary it's just so weird bizarre. it's really strange um so yeah uh, uh, what's his name nick's idea of like being poor is that like oh everyone's got mercedes and his mum has got a honda people are actually dying like <laughs> are you <laughs> right <laughs> people oh, are Lord. dying to talk about honda 
So Nick meets this lady or this lady, this girl called Rachel. Rachel was just everything I wasn't. Super confident, super popular, super pretty. She seemed to know the, the good looking people, the right people. She kind of took a shine to me. She brought me out of my shell. And Nick is basically flattered that she liked him. Yeah. And I really don't think that she liked him. I feel like she just knew she could take advantage of him. I I don't... So here's the thing with Nick. I can't trust him as a narrator. And I don't trust anything he says. I don't trust anyone yeah. and what they say He's in this an documentary. Un- unreliable story. So him, sort of the way he sort of sets up Rachel, I don't know if I believe that. I'm not even like, I put already blaming the person of colour. I said it started... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Rachel's East Asian. She's East Asian. Yeah. I think she's Korean you know American. Nick, I don't know. Nick to me, especially back then, was giving like nerd, dork, wannabe kind of thing, right? And it's like the way he described Rachel is like he said everything I wanted to be and yeah. then went on to say confident, pretty, all these things. Yeah. So it's like you're saying, oh, I was a loser, basically. Yeah. And Rachel took me under her wing, kind of. And it's like, um, I, I just think you were happy to be there. And Rachel was like, yeah, cool, why not? Because even from this, oh sorry, I was just gonna say I do okay. get a sense of that. Like potentially, I just don't think he is. I feel like he tries to limit himself majority through these his, his culpability, and then it gets to a point where he will get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's we very sure confusing. Will. But yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you so, I, to an extent. Yeah. So at this point, this is where the documentary really starts. So this was the whole ten minutes Eki was talking about, where they were, you know, setting the scene or whatever. Fuck yeah. So Nick tells us about a time that him and Rachel are coming back from a party, and there's this nice car around, and so she tries the handle to see if it's open, and it's open. Okay. So she goes into the car. This is madness upon madness. She goes into the car and she takes stuff out of it, just like that, and they end up with a bunch of cards and they go shopping, right? What another thing they could have used their time in this documentary to do yet yeah, is tell us what was the aftermath of that. So you were using these cards, what, and then nothing happened. Nobody reported it missing. Nobody. It's nothing. It's so annoying. I put. I want to hear from Rachel because why are we taking fifty I seconds? I want to hear from Rachel. Fifty seconds they used to give us the setup. That's all we got. I just think it's really yeah. random. So he should just like who just randomly gets the edge. Let me open car doors. Yeah, exactly. And see what's in there. It's so bizarre. I think the only thing that I can think is that, like, this is not her first rodeo. Like, she's been yeah. doing this, right? And so this is her normal thing. But, I mean, Rachel... The people who really should have been in this documentary is Rachel. Yeah. Since she was, Rachel, quote, unquote, the real leader. She's really the only person we really needs to hear from. Yeah. Alexis, yeah, cool. We'll get into Alexis. But, like, I'm, I'm really... It's, we needed Rachel, basically. We did. And it's annoying because, like, one thing they do throughout the um, series is they'll sort of say, oh you know once they've committed a, uh, some sort of act like you know theft or whatever mm. they'll be a petty theft maximum adult penalty six months yeah. credit card fraud maximum adult penalty three years but they don't really come back to the credit card fraud at any point exactly which is very annoying exactly. yeah it's just it's very hikiago so very all hikiago. of this happens back in the like we said early 2000s back in the paris hilton days Lindsay lohan days like this is where we are in the timeline of life right yeah. people are obsessed obsessed with celebrities like that was the beginning of the whole you know obsession but now i guess they're more accessible because of social media so like it's not quite as deep i mean some people still are crazy obsessed but like it's not quite as deep right so nick and rachel start hanging out more they do what they call checking cars basically see if they're open steal them one night there's a key in one of them so they take the car um and it's like, okay, do you still have that car? Because Nick tries to say, oh, yeah, because all the cars are so new because everyone's so rich that like, we just changed the license plates. You, as a 16-year-old, where are you getting a fake plate to change the license plate? It's not like you're living Thank in you. the ghetto de la ghetto. Like, you're literally living in, in a suburban life. Like, 
I don't know. It's just there's just so many holes. I'm just like, mm, you spent time telling us what you wanted to tell us, rather than what we actually needed to know. Exactly. And I, the other the other thing is, if I randomly popped up with a car, someone would ask questions. Like, so and no a one nice one at that. Exactly. Your mum was driving a Honda, if and that you caused you up severe with a distress. Tesla, severe distress. If you rocked up with a Tesla, I would have questions. Exactly. Your mum driving a Honda was a, was a really rough time for you. Yet you come no, up with really Mercedes and shit. And that's fine. And no one's saying anything. Come on. Be for fucking real. So, uh, meanwhile, Alexis's mum is uh, spending hella money just trying to stay young. She's what I imagine, like, an LA mum to be. Like, a, just a typical, yeah. like, fame whore. She's, I want, like, she's, like, Chris Jenner Yeah, I said she, I wrote down she's a failed Chris Jenner. Yeah, she is. She is. And the only reason that people even give Chris Jenner her props is because she succeeded. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, she, she failed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she has to file bankruptcy. Okay, the most important part that we need to discuss about Andrea is because she becomes a minister, uh, they attend the Church of Religious Science, okay? And Alexis is sure to say, which sounds like a cult, but it's not. And she says that because she knows it's a cult. This was not your typical church. It's about how we can use our thoughts and emotions to create the life we want for ourselves. It was literally just a manifestation church. Like all the teachings that the YouTube girl will tell you. Group. Yeah. Why did you say church? Why did they use church? Why can't they use something else? I don't know. To make it sound legit. But literally all the vision boards that people have and the manifestation and that they write down, they just collated in a group and then called themselves a church <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> And even in like, even on camera, like when the the Andrea when she's doing her talking head, there's like her little vision board thing like next to her. Yeah. I'm just like sis. And the thing is, you know that she probably thought, oh my gosh, yay! Like they want to know more about this, and like they're excited to oh, know, 100%. and I really want to share. These times, the producers are probably like, look at this crazy woman and her. <laughs> Listen, the coloring board. Andrea loved it. She loved all of it. She every last loved minute it. of this, she loved. And my thing is yeah. with the vision board, and this is not to you know offend any of the vision vision board girlies, because me too, I have a vision board looking at it right now. Same. Um, had a couple. Um, <laughs> only made a few visions, but it's fine. Um, but <laughs> this happened in the early two thousands, and we were in twenty twenty two. This was released early this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. It seems as if you're still manifesting. How long does this take? Listen to me and for the manifestors out there like i am not saying like i believe that words are powerful and i believe that you know i also though believe that faith without works is dead so you can manifest 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 all day long i can manifest me being able to do the splits yeah from now to thy kingdom come if i don't do my stretches ain't no split split. split. it's just interesting so it's just i don't know she just seems a bit deluded like like alexis isn't really here for it but Andrea makes them repeat this affirmation every single morning and as long as it's hell. And I am going to play as much of it as I can on this thing, yeah. My chief aim in life is to strive to express greater and greater portions of my potential as a professional who is enjoying a successful career working in the film industry. The dominating thoughts in my mind will eventually reproduce themselves in outward physical action and gradually transform themselves into physical reality. It's like, okay, sis, like, the whole thing, really, this whole manifestation, manifestation is for them to get on TV. Like, that's the whole, yeah. that's the whole thing, yeah? So now Perez Hilton is here. I had a visceral response to him being on my screen. I don't like him. I felt like, ugh. I don't know, and then I was like, I guess I just, my memory of him is that he was really trash back in the, like, he was like the, what Jason Lee is. He was like Jason Lee. But worse. 
but worse. If possible. He was the original TMZ. I mean, in the second episode, he says he was the original TMZ and I hate to give it to him, but he actually was. And that's not a compliment because TMZ is like trash. What I, what I thought that was hilarious though, because he says that and then we go on to see that all the coverage that they talk about is TMZ and it's not Perez Hilton. It's so funny. I thought it's it was so hilarious. Funny. Because I feel like even if you were the original like concept, like being able to like expose people and stuff, you weren't so high and mighty that like you overtook TMZ. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're sitting in the corner and bitter, like, oh, they stole my, they stole my vibe, they stole my vibe, but yeah. then they're really succeeding. Yeah. We also meet these producers, Jennifer, with a G, and Amber, trash. I can't even lie. Trash. Yeah. yeah. Trash. They are, but then I'm also like, but you allow I get this. it. Yeah. They're trash. And, and the thing is, is that, like, I'm not trying to victim blame here, Yeah. We're gonna get into it later, but th- those producers—I say that they're trash as well, just because of their demeanor. Like they, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about them later. At this point in the documentary, though, they're kind of talking about like, oh, you know, TV made celebrities a lot more accessible. Shows like Cribs—you can see how they live. Yeah. Like it just makes people aspire to the whole thing more, right? And I think the reason they're talking about this is because they're tra- trying to set up the whole like, oh, this is why they did what they did, yeah. or why they were able to do what they did. It comes back around later, and I made a comment on it, but I, f- yeah, I think they spend too much time thinking about society in them mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. no Mm-mm. no no not having that no not buying it no thanks nope so we're back with nick and he's saying that him and rachel basically robbed everyone in la and then he's <laughs> nick is talking about he sees his, i don't know if it's his friend but someone he's friends with on myspace talking yeah. about how he's going away for yeah, well, ex-friend now. Uh, sees, he was going away for 11 days. He yes. says that on MySpace. And so Eden they're like, oh, great, free yard. And, what's his name? Eden Shizzle. Because I just remember thinking, yeah, it's Eden. Shizzle. I was like, oh, it's, it's, I, that wasn't even what got me. It was the Eden. I was like, oh, I thought no, it was Eden. No, because Eden has a... Okay, I'm not a football babe like that. Do you know what I mean? So, Fair enough. Um, yeah, so they go to his house and they rob it. They steal thirty to $40,000 um, worth of stuff. And we see the friend's video saying how he was mad about it. But Nick says he stole $8,000 worth of stuff. I thought yeah. that was interesting. And I like that they included that bit because it was like, huh, okay. Like, we don't trust you. I mean, we don't trust Nick. He's just so smug and smarmy looking. Like, he's so happy to be here. Like, he is another one that fucking loves it. He oh. loves it. Like, he's so happy that he's here doing this today. Like, he loves it. No regrets. No, like, <laughs> no regrets. Like, he's literally... <laughs> and keeps doing this whole we thing. And I guess it's because Rachel's not there that you can't it's co- Rachel's not corroborate there, yeah. it. Because now he's speaking for her. But he's, like, spends so much of these couple episodes trying to separate himself from everything. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying. He, it's he's not but also, like, it. still being very in it, though, because you're here. We'll get like, to Rachel's it. Like, really so... trying to separate herself from it. Like, because she's not here. We'll get into it because he says something later that goes... Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So Alexis has this friend called Tess, and Tess moves in with her. Um, Andrea, the mum, like convinces them to become models, like she was when she was fourteen. They're like sixteen, seventeen. Also, they just casually drop in how much they use drugs, like weed, cocaine, and alcohol. Just casually, mum involved. Like it's it's weird, right? I don't I don't want to judge parenting, but this woman is a terrible person and mother. Yeah, terrible. Not a mother, not a parent, but like maybe she shouldn't have been one. Because it's not what? it's not everyone. I will stand on this hill. It is not everyone. Die on the hills. I won't just stand on it. It's not yeah. everyone. <laughs> die if I have to, motherfucker. <laughs> it's not everyone that should become a parent. It's actually just not. I believe that. This yeah, woman said that. something along the lines of I don't know if it was here or later. Oh, I knew they were doing um It's when they were going abroad with like older men. Yeah. Something like oh they, I knew they were doing was it I was doing hallucinogens and I just thought they were into that, but apparently they're doing harder yeah. stuff and I'm like, sorry what? Yeah. 
exactly i was like huh she's like, i was always just like weeding things i didn't know that they were doing uh, oxy i was like hello hi hello what sorry these are not your friends these are your children she wanted to live through her children which is why them 100%. doing this pinup modeling all of that stuff because that whole was... modeling thing was just strange and she Bizarre. was pushing it pushing it i reckon if uh, gabby alexis and that were like oh mom hey i want to go and be an aerospace engineer should have been like oh no no honey no let's do this modeling thing and this is what i'm saying they're all tapped in the mind all of them. Yeah, I never say that, are. but they all of, all of them have that sort of weird thing they that are. that same cab That's driver the had. That actually taps. That, They're fucked. But then you ha- you kind of have to be like to be to be craving fame so much like yeah. by any means necessary. You're tapped. You have to be. But then I I do wonder. I'm like, is does the part of her know that this makes her a terrible parent because she does do this thing where she'll deny saying something and then Alexis and Gabby be like, no, nah, she did it. Yeah. So I think yeah. I don't know if it was this um, pinup modeling. That loads of times. Yeah, where they was where she said, oh, yeah, I didn't. She was saying it's her idea. Yeah. No, no, she was saying it was their idea and they were like no it's hers or something like yeah, that yeah alexis was saying it was it was andrew's yeah. idea to do the thing and then andrew was like oh yeah no like i it was alexis's idea and it's like no but those are literally op- opposing things they can't they can't both have happened it was someone's idea it was just it was so annoying to watch and i so i am ashamed to say that i used to watch a lot of reality tv as a child i still do and <laughs> i do recall their show I watched their show. I have no recollection. I don't think you watched yeah, it you was deep. You was deep in Listen, reality TV back then. I watched their show and I remember not liking her. And I'm still... Oh, what, the mum? It was weird. My perception of how this all went down was very different because of the way that show was done. But we'll get into that. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. So now Nick and Rachel decide to target celebrities. The first is Paris Hilton. They find her address from a website. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference this later on. And there's this bit where Nick, this bit really pissed me off the most, yeah? Because Nick is basically trying to do, like, how to break into a celebrity house. And he's like, okay, so first what you want to do is, so this is not Ocean's Eleven, babe. You literally Googled something, you found some public information, and then you tried your luck. Like, don't act like this is a whole, like, sort of um, criminal mastermind enterprise kind of vibe. Like, the way they did it with the music and that, okay, so what you want to do is, first you want to do this, then you want to do... So are you then now encouraging other people to do the same thing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and do you know what? And also, well, firstly, one thing that annoyed me, it took them 30 minutes to get into this. About the yeah, 30 odd minutes. Because we're literally nearly near the end of this episode. 47 now, minutes and 30 odd minutes it took us, but okay. Um, the second thing is, I feel like it's like what you said, you're not some sort of criminal, and like you're not. And there's a reason we'll get into later why they're just genuinely not. Um, you're genuinely not. But I think the other thing that annoyed me is like, uh, why are there all these coincidences? Like, so Rachel, like, I don't feel like things are being exactly. explained. So, like we said before, they were checking cars, and Rachel just happened to check a car, and we just happened to see that the car door opened. They just happened to find, and they just happened yeah. to find credit cards. And I think the other thing is, oh, they just happened to find Paris Hilton's hider key. It just felt yeah. very. There's too many coincidences. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I agree. He he just like this is especially where I'm just like you have no remorse whatsoever. None. Like you don't feel bad about any of this. Yeah. Not at all. He loves it. He, yeah, he fucking loves it. So take, they take clothes, money, jewellery, um, and they don't see Paris as a victim because she has so much stuff. And, like, by all means, like, do you know what I mean? I'd rather you steal from someone rich than from someone poor. But, like, knowing that someone has been in your house, yeah, when you weren't there is a very scary thought. Yeah. And that's not something that is that you don't get because you're rich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's a violation. It is a it's violation. violation. It's your safe space. So it's your safe space it's meant someone's to someone's come in there. So, I mean, I don't really buy that. Like, just because she has a lot of stuff doesn't mean that you're entitled to take it from her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just whatever. I yeah. had a friend that got burgled um, yeah. and theirs was terrible because they saw them leave. 
with like the car and stuff like that and it was just it was such a violation for them it's and her scary. family because they, these people have been in your house you're there sleeping or whatever and even if you're not there whilst it happens right even if you're out of town it's still you're your out, safe yeah. space like i exactly. would be looking around every corner wondering and that i don't think You'd anyone should have to go th- yeah i don't think exactly. anyone should have to go through it's traumatizing that. it is trauma it really it's is traumatizing it's traumatizing like uh, yeah and for them to think oh yeah we're not hurting anyone no you actually are like if you had deets them yeah maybe then they wouldn't have been so traumatizing maybe they wouldn't have have missed 10k or something out of their account yeah i'm not saying do that that's wrong please everybody that's wrong yeah yeah but i think that's a different violation to you entering my home my safe space and someone makes the point later on where they're like these celebrities their home is basically the only place they can go to you where they're not being papped or whatever yeah to an extent because audrina patridge she had filmed a lot in her home so it was a bit different yeah well yeah but still though like that's your space when you're in there you're in there you know what i mean yeah. So um, finally, we get to how Nick and Alexis know each other because at this point, it's like Nick saying something, Alexis saying something. It's like, why are you two both here? Yeah. Um, so Tess, the friend that Alexis had living with her, introduces Nick to Alexis as a stylist. Um, cool. We'll get into the whole stylist thing in a second. And if you look at the way he dresses, uh, who anyway? I'll keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> so no, in fact, that's why we're here. If you see the way he dresses, yeah, <laughs> you would be like, hmm, this. This is the, these clothes does not a stylist make. <laughs> yeah, but hundred percent they saw a gay guy and they went, okay, yeah. Exactly. And I think in that era, a lot of people were doing this whole. I want a gay best friend. They were an accessory, yes. and unfortunately, that's making them stay. Because even like Nini and Real Housewives, it was all that kind of like, oh, my gay best friend, my gay best friend, like or a just handbag. My gay. Yeah. Just um, leave it hanging. Just my gay. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it was relevant earlier on when they brought up the fact that he was gay or like finding his sexuality. Yeah. Um, that was actually relevant to what we talk about later. But so Nick and Rachel, they don't hear anything about the burglary, right? So they go and they do it again. And then this is what Eki was Eki mentioned earlier where they had a hide a key. So this time they go and the door isn't open like it was last time. It's locked. And then Rachel, oh by golly, she looks under the mat and whoa, there's a key. And not only is there a key, but they can use it and it works. And not only do they use it and work and it works, they take it with them and they can come back other times. And it's yeah. just like And bring friends. <laughs> and they bring friends and it's just like, hey, we're gonna go to Paris. Like it's just terrifying. And also like they talk about how they took cocaine, yeah. And Nick is like, oh, it was the best cocaine I ever did. I'm like, you might not like 16, 17. This is crazy. It's madness. Madness. I, just, I think me and um, Forens have spoken about, I think when I've spoken about the first time we saw someone take co- cocaine in front of us. I re- literally like. I've never Forens seen it. Forens was like, Forens was like, oh my God. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, just casually. It's like, imagine going somewhere and someone just like picks up a cigarette and starts smoking. It was like that. That's so wild to me. Yeah, so it's very common. Like, cocaine is very Oh yeah, common. no. It's, I've, it's I've learned this. Us. I've just never been yeah, in the yeah. presence. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But they're, they're, they're taking coke. They say, wow, amazing, great coke. Um, also, I'd just like to, to point that. out that Paris Hilton's rep said that there was no illicit drugs. Yes, <laughs> yep. No illicit drugs were found in the home, they say. Um, so now, right, they keep saying they keep going to Paris's house, whatever. And now they're like, okay, they actually want to steal like a large amount of things. So they want to enlist. And even today to camera, what's his name? Nick is basically like thinking he's a genius mastermind or whatever. Yep. Basically being like, oh yeah, we wanted to enlist someone else to do it. So that if he gets caught, it doesn't trace back to them. Why would it not trace back to you? Because the guy in their mind, the guy is just a co-worker of their friend Courtney's. So they thought it was, there's not even six degrees of separation. Yeah, but they there's thought, not even six degrees of separation. I also think, and here's my personal color theory being proven, right? Mm-hmm. Because when Rachel's name was caught up, I said, "Oh, there's no black and there's no Latina, so my mm-hmm. Asian sis, it's gonna be yeah, you." Yeah, you have to take the fall. It's gonna yeah. be you. 
I feel like, and maybe this is just me thinking too much, but also it's not. I think, mm-hmm. and I wrote, my person of colour theory has been proven because I think there yeah. was also this sort of thing of Roy Lopez is his name. I don't know yeah, if you said his name. Exactly. He's my Latino Roy brother. Roy Lopez is his name. He, He's a Latino. Mi hermano. Yeah, mi hermano. He, I think there's this sort of thing like they're not going to connect us because why would we be around him? Yeah, why well, would be associated with that kind of person? And it almost yeah. felt like we'll just leave him to take the fall for it. Exactly. We'll reap the benefits, but we'll leave him to take and the fall. And he's so dumb, it. and he'll take the fall. Yeah, that's yep. I don't disagree. Yeah, and so they say, disagree. well, they get him to empty the safe, and they think that if they empty her safe, that's gonna that's what's gonna get attention because up to now they've not had attention. Exactly. They, they, no one's reported anything. So they don't want it to be them. They want it to be mi hermano Roy. Yeah, mi hermano Roy. So Roy does it. Yeah, shout out Roy. Uh, he takes two million dollars worth of jewelry. Right. Turns out, though, they couldn't sell the stuff. Obviously, you couldn't sell it. What did you think? It's like, did you even have a three-point plan? You literally, you literally, just vibes. Just vibes. And I guess this just highlights how young they were at the time as well. Because it's just like, come on, you're so stupid. He does it and it makes the news. Yes, exactly. So now they can't go back to Paris' house. That's a big deal. But they're like, oh, we have so many more celebs to choose from. Um... And that's the end of episode one, okay? It ends with on-screen text saying that they um, tried to talk to some people like Roy, Rachel, but they declined to comment. And then that's when we get the text about Paris's people saying there were no drugs. Yeah. yeah? Also, the stuff cool. about the stylist. So Tess says that Alexis knew full well that that man was not a stylist. And that's something they yes. keep reiterating at the end of every episode. Over and over and over again. Episode two, fame, fortune and felony. It opens up on Oscar night, which is important because it means everyone's out and so houses are vacant, right? They decide to break into Audrina Partridge's house. I have no recollection of this lady. So the hills, right? So it was like Lauren Conrad, Audrina Partridge, um, Spidey, Spencer and Heidi, all of them, man. Yeah. Um, And they were just very annoying. Yeah, I never watched the show. I didn't either. I wouldn't have known. if Even if I saw like Heidi and Spidey, I don't think I'd recognise them. I, but if someone said, oh, it's Spidey, I'd say, oh, great, I've heard that before. I didn't watch the show, but I used to watch E! News. Let me tell you, E! has done irreparable damage to this world. Irreparable damage. And they will pay in the, the afterlife. It's fine. All of I them. So. Ryan Seacrest, you will pay. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Yeah. So, Audrina is here with us today telling us how much this affected her. I actually had just got back from Australia... I, I went on my first huge shopping spree where I spent so much money at Maxfield's with a stylist. And then I went to an Oscar event. She'd gone on a huge shopping spree. And I swear to God, yeah, I cannot wait for the day when I can just go on the shopping spree Same. that I deserve. I promise you, God, I will not squander the funds. Lord. I will buy timeless pieces. I will buy beautiful, beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns. Amazing gowns. I will not buy crap Chanel. I would buy vintage Chanel guard with real gold. Okay. Not Virginie Viard. We won't be buying Virginie Viard's Chanel or Maria Gracia Churis Dior. Okay. We have taste in this household. (laughs) Please, God. Oh, Lord. So um, she comes back and literally she comes back, she drops her bags, she goes out, yeah. And these lots come in, yeah. They take everything. They even take her Louis Vuitton suitcase full of clothes. As in, like, she packed to go on holiday. They just took ev- everything. They took everything. She has a lot of stuff sent to her from PR. They take that as well. And it's like, 
I understand that maybe one person doesn't need all that stuff. Like with PR, you can't possibly use it all. Okay, fine. I hear that. I hear that theory. Yeah. But then I should be able to give those things away yep. to people. Yep. Right. They don't deserve to be taken from. It's like so you've been at a restaurant, yeah, a, a buffet, and you've stacked up your plate, and someone says, "Actually, I'm not gonna lie, you don't need that much food here. I'm taking it." It's wild, brother. <laughs> what? It's literally on my plate. It's mine. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So Audrina has the kind of response that I would have because she's like terrified, and it's like, oh my gosh, like clearly someone's been in my house what if they're still here what if they're waiting what if they're gonna kill gonna kill yeah, me and again I this just emphasizes the whole violation of the whole burg yeah. the, the whole violation of, of burglaries right and what they did and this is like the only thing i like that they did is during or during sort of talking about how sad it is that she's been robbed and all of that stuff we kind of get these interspersed images of nick and he's just sort of fixing himself up and like and we see that throughout like they use these same sort of stock kind of videos they've taken of him of him sort of fixing himself yeah. up but i think what it does do i think it hammers home the point that he doesn't care and i don't necessarily think he that doesn't he give a fuck i don't think he did that that motion knowing it be used in that way but i do think it is quite effective in the way that it is used because you just kind of get the sense he doesn't care it's just still all about them like she's talking about being violent interview even in interview to camera he just his demeanor is not like i'm not saying he has to be remorseful like crying on the floor or whatever to prove that he's remorseful but like he just seems like he's like it's like the memory of it is exciting him. oh 100 like percent. so like he's getting off on thinking about what he did he is and just to note like throughout this entire thing when they start committing burglaries and stuff like that the show keeps telling us the maximum penalties right so for two counts of burglaries it's 12 years blah blah and i Mm. made a note because i wanted to know how much they should have gotten and compare with how much they should so you're doing a cumulative i I most certainly did okay great love that and this is why you're here because i wouldn't have done that shit so we meet this detective who investigates the Audrina Patridge crime. His name is Greg Cading, and he makes a really good point about the whole um, violation of being burgled. He says it later on, but I'm going to put it in now. The personal impact on victims of burglary is, is sometimes overlooked. And property taken sometimes is irreplaceable. In the case of Bilson, we know that her mother's engagement ring had been stolen. I've heard it said, they're wealthy celebrities, they can afford to lose these things. Or, hey, you know, they didn't lock their doors. They, you know, it's their fault. We have to stop looking at the victims as being responsible. The perpetrators, they had no regard for these people as human beings. And it's really, really true. Um, We also see the CCTV footage of Nick and Rachel, right? And this is what Eki was saying about, like, fuck Perez Hilton and shout out TMZ because they send, the the police send this video to TMZ and they're like, listen, you have um, a really large readership or whatever it is, like, maybe someone will see it on there and then identify these people. So this this is where I'm confused, right? Because... It's weird. So, like you said, they have CCTV. And what's mm. weird to me is that they spent this whole time kind of acting like this, even though a lot of this stuff was coincidental, right? They did mm-hmm. have the thought, okay, when people would be out of town, you know, it's Oscar season, yeah. so, and when will they be out of their houses? And they were thinking. But never once did they seem to think about masks. Yeah. And this confused me the entire time. There was just no sort of concept. And I'm like, yeah. anyone, burglary 101, not that I am, you know... skilled or skilled in the act of burglary but Mm. number one you'd get masks like try and disguise yourself they don't they don't do that they come up with ways to do it they're very stupid ways but this is what i'm saying like so part of me is like you guys were literally just children like winging it but 
but today Nick is trying to make it seem like this was a criminal operation and like yeah. they really really thought about it and it's like bro a scarf does not a mask make like um, what 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 are you doing what and also what are you doing? i don't i don't buy the children angle because the first like first thing you can ask a four-year-old maybe not four-year-old a six-year-old hey what does a burglar have and they'll say a mask ski cap they may not know the name but they'll know so you at 16 again not advocating for the burglary but you at 16 17 18 should have known to buy, to bring that do better yeah honestly if you're gonna burgle burgle properly burgle man do it with your chest like, ah. So Alexis says this whole um, Audrina situation, she doesn't see it because she's busy manifesting and doing up <laughs> affirmations, yeah? Andrea gets a call from Dan Levy who suggests they shoot a pilot for a reality show. So the manifestation has worked. Andrea says that she doesn't want to do it mm. because she wants to do real acting, yeah. okay? And Alexis is like, no, absolutely not. She was on it from the very beginning. And I believe Alexis. Same. I believe Alexis this woman is hungry for fame. She's dying for it. Yeah. She's so full of shit, honestly. <laughs> she, uh. So Nick and Rachel are still robbing. They haven't yet been identified or arrested for robbing Audrina. Um, so now they target Rachel Bilson. One thing that um, Alexa says that I thought was quite hilarious, she still says, oh, you have a greater chance of winning the lottery than you do getting your own reality show on E. And I'm so sorry, but that is a okay, lie. What? Listen, let me what tell you the reality about? shows I was watching. We had the Kardashians, right? We had these men oh, pretty well. God. There was a show called Leave It to Llamas, which like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was about Lorenzo Llamas and his family. Okay. Um, Juliana Rancic, or whatever her name was, she was a host on E! She got a reality show, okay? Oh, mad. <laughs> Rachel Zoe had a reality show. I don't know if it was on E! though, but she had one. It just felt like they were handing them out. I think, obviously, in the grand scheme of life, getting a reality show is difficult. But like, as far as it being with yeah, but I mean, we're not in that. We're not in that avenue, right? And it's kind of like it's it's almost like okay, you're not going to win the lottery. You're not going to have a chance of winning the lottery unless you play it, right? Exactly. You're not going to have a chance of a reality TV show unless you're like in that vicinity. Exactly. So if you're in that vicinity and you play the lottery, you actually probably have more of a chance of winning of, of them having a reality show yeah. than winning the lottery. Like, I don't think it was this sort of. I don't know. They were so proud of it. And the chance yeah. to do it, and it. I, just, I, it's it's almost, I don't want to say they peaked too soon because, like, it was a peak for their lives, but it wasn't a peak in like life, yeah. right? So for them, that was the peak, the height of their success and everything. Yeah. And it's downhill from them, so they're gonna look back at those times fondly because it was amazing for them. Yeah, I guess so. It's just it was just so creepy, but anyway. Yeah, it's sad that it's sad that that's their amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Nick and Rachel rob Rachel Bilson. Um, they steal twenty two thousand dollars worth of things. Including, as Greg said, her mum's engagement ring. And it's like, these are the things, like sentimental things, you know? Like you've stolen my sense of peace and safety and you've stolen something that I can't just go to the shop and get back. Exactly. what they think. They think, oh, you've got all these Chanel bags, all these Hermes bags, cool, you can just go and get one again. Like, it's not that deep, it's just an inconvenience. No, I can't go and get my mum's engagement ring back. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I wish that as burglars, like, if you see on the news that you've taken something sentimental, like, I wish something in you would just return that yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you know you what I mean? You don't need it. You don't care about the, her mum's engagement. You don't care ring. for it. And you're not going to wear it. Are you going to wear it out and about? Like, well. <laughs> oh, so annoying. Yeah. So, let's listen, Nick. Um, they're cool enough where they go to parties together, take drugs together. Um, and then one day they meet up and Nick takes the stolen goods. So basically, the, what they stole from Rachel Bilson, they take and they're like, oh, everyone like choose what you want kind of thing. So it's Tess, Gabby and Alexis, yeah. And Nick is like, oh yeah, they always got the leftovers from the robberies. And that was starting from even the Paris Hilton days. Alexis is like, no, I didn't know. She thought that they were like his, Nick's clients, yeah. his styling, stuff like that. 
Um, and, and Andrea is like, oh, like, how lovely. That's He's a stylist, you know. They can wear this stuff with their photo shoots to be these models I want them to be. So even if people want to say they didn't know, they didn't, they must have at least suspected, but yeah. they turned a blind eye and thought, okay, well, I don't really care about where this is coming from. I just want this stuff. Yeah, I don't know who's lying, but I hate them all. Hate's a yeah. strong word. Dislike. I dislike, dislike. them all. I don't rate them all. I don't rate any of them. No, not at all. I think his, I think Andrea's the... the, the, the anyway, we'll she is the worst, but I just think... I think Alexis does try to look... I, I feel like she's picked up on some of her mum's manipulative behaviour because she does try to yeah. seem incredibly innocent. And I don't think but she is. But I can is. feel bad for Alexis because that's who raised you. To, yeah. Like, how 100%. else are you going to turn out? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I don't, like... Because how... You, you, if you know better, you do better. She doesn't know any better. But yeah. I just feel like in this moment when you're trying to be this sort of reflective thing, at least take some accountability. And I don't think yeah. these people take any accountability yeah. for any at of the crap they that's do. And, that, and, and literally, we could end it here. Because that's literally why I'm like, what's the point of any yeah. of this? What's the point of this documentary? For what? Yeah. The story's been told by a movie already. Cool. Ridiculous. This documentary didn't reveal anything else. This nope. movie, this documentary didn't, it didn't let us see from your point of view any remorse or what you would have done differently or nope. whatever. It, it, it wasn't even really authentic or genuine. Like, it didn't even seem like we're really getting the true yeah. e-Hollywood story. <laughs> <laughs> Those two producers I mentioned earlier, Jennifer with a G and Amber, officially introduced to us at this point, right? So um, Amber's like, my name's Amber Mazzola and I ruin people's lives. And I'm just like, this is why I'm saying they're trash. I think, so they work on Alexis's family show and they're literally laughing at them. And and like Eki said earlier, like they're dumb, as in Alexis and that. And they just want to be famous by any means. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, them, I do feel like there's an element of them taking advantage of how desperately they want to be famous, right? And Jennifer being like, oh, Amber being like, oh, I ruin people's lives. It's kind of like, uh I just it's like you set out with the intention to ruin their lives because they yeah. were willing for their lives to be ruined yeah. I don't know and I'm a hypocrite I am a hypocrite because I watch reality TV Same. and I enjoy it a lot and I can understand that like producers definitely play a part in every single aspect of these shows Yeah. but it's just when people are so vulnerable it's like but in this case I can't get behind they're so vulnerable I can get behind producers trash I don't know if I can get behind, they are so vulnerable. Not Andrea, but Alexis and that. They were so young when they were doing this. Show. Yeah, th- no, that's true. That is true. And they didn't they were have young. a parent. It's like if, if someone was filming me at 16 or however old they were, like, I would have been, well, I was a very sensible child. But I, like, I am not emotionally or, and them especially are not like, I don't know, uh, smartly is not a word. They're dumb, innit? They can't, they... <laughs> He's smartly and proceeds to say they're dumb. <laughs> they're dumb like they can't they i don't know like even because even there's a scene later on in the next episode where she's like screaming on the phone at the like any normal yeah any normal person maybe would have a reaction but be like oh actually i'm on camera i'm gonna curb this reaction for now because i don't want to be a laughing stock kind of thing she doesn't have the emotional maturity to I don't know. No, I do think... To be fair, no, because you brought up that point. Sorry to cut you off. But because you brought up that point, that is a very fair point to make because even, and we get to see it later, people who should know better, and I mean outside of Andrea, are so taken in by being on TV that they act a fool. So, yeah. fair play. She I, she is... Yes, she is vulnerable. That is true. Like, TV producers, yeah, I'm sure, like, the majority of them are actually trash. Like, 100%. Because you're, you're basically... You're basically 
it's not it's different to like a um a fiction show yeah. because these are characters that they're not really real people so like if i make olivia sleep with fits and then punch millie in the face yeah like that's not real it's yeah. not real people do you know what i mean yeah. but like when you're a tv producer for a reality show it's like it's the same concept like okay we need to figure out how to get olivia mad at melly yeah. yeah but it's not like a script it's like okay i have these are real people and i'm manipulating that's the thing as that's what it is i feel like they are manipulating yep. them right and i get that and it's like even with like reality shows that we watch and stuff like competition shows that kind of stuff like there's going to be a certain level of manipulation but like Definitely. it's all for something do you get what i mean you're here to win the crown you're here to like bake a cake you're here to do you know what I mean? you're here to do certain things yeah so there's less i don't know i haven't worked on set anywhere in it so i don't know how bad it can be but when it's just reality show like the real housewives and stuff like that it's like this is literally just all for drama yeah. <laughs> which we enjoy hence <coughs> hypocrisy i will hold my hands up but there's just something about seeing them like in the talking head saying oh yeah i'm here to ruin people's lives i was just like oh. yeah that's, that's a very smelly thing to say yeah like even if you were joking you weren't though were you like you you're literally getting off and the way they laugh at them it's like oh yeah like i come did on, i found man. that very like, like disconcerting can we have some sympathy can we see them as human beings a little bit so back to nick being gay for this show they're kind of trying to like posit nick as like the gay best friend right yeah. And he's uncomfortable with this because at this time it's like he's not too sure about his sexuality or like he's he's okay with who he is as a gay man, but like he's not he's not trying to wear it as a costume. Basically, is what I got from what he was saying, which I think is f- fair enough. I um I thought he felt left out and he was just upset that they he thought that they think they're above him now because they're on a reality TV show. That there is that point. I think that's later on because there's a there's a bit before that where um. They're, Alexis is saying, oh, like, you know, on the show, you have, like, A characters, B characters, C oh, characters, yes. or whatever. He, they were trying to make Nick kind of, like, friend of the show sort of thing. But friend of the show in that, oh, I'm this gay best friend sort of thing. And so then there's a bit where they're saying, like, oh, you know, like, he just, the producer's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't good. Like, he, he was kind of, he kind of sucked sort of thing. So they dropped him off the show. He wasn't really on it that much. They didn't oh, use him. Bad. And he was trying to say the reason that he kind of felt off about it is because they wanted to make him this gay best friend. And it's like, mate, I'm that's i'm not trying to that i'm not trying to have that as my identifier like i'm not trying to be like your typical especially back then when everyone had had a gay quote unquote like i'm not trying to yeah so like that then he wasn't part of the show and then when the show became quote unquote successful that's when he kind of felt like oh you guys think you're above me because you're on the show so um we get into like drugs like hardcore drugs drugs oxycontin yeah uh tess and gabby give it to alexis for the first time and you'll remember oxycontin from episode three the pharmacist yeah where it was all about oxycontin yeah and they get addicted because it's highly addictive and so andrea asked tess to leave and then alexis leaves and stays with nick for a while and this is where nick says alexis wants to get involved with the robbing and alexis is like yeah i don't recall that alexis you're fucking lying yeah (laughs) Alexis, you a lie, the truth ain't in you. <laughs> this is when she no longer became a trustworthy kind of narrator to me because Nick, exactly. I had my doubts. Her mum is obviously a liar. But this one, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not too yes, sure and about then, you. And then at this point in the documentary, like we have nobody to root for. Like there's like literally, there's nobody here that I like. Like I detest you all. I mean, I started off hating everyone. So <laughs> I've been consistent yes, throughout. Yes, of course. <laughs> Of course, but it's like you hate them all because it's like I don't. You're not likable, and I don't trust anything you have to say. Yeah. So it's like, wow, there's really going to be no one. In, the only person I liked in the documentary was fucking Greg Cading, the policeman who was speaking sense. I liked the lawyer at the end. Oh yeah, we get there, don't we? Yes. yes. Yeah, women. And I liked the DAs. Colour. Yeah, the women. Yeah. 
so the robbing continues. Uh, Nick says Alexis begs to go. Alexis says she was open to the idea because she wanted money for drugs. They really brush over this drugs thing. And I'm like, you are so addicted that you want to rob to pay for drugs. Yeah. But I guess that's not what this is about. Instead, it's about telling us about Calabasas and all this stuff. Um, Josh cool. Altman. So Rachel brings a friend. So Nick is like, do you know what? I'm going to bring someone too. Because Nick is, his position is feeling threatened. Yeah. Because Rachel brings like Courtney or whoever it is. No, with Diana. Her. Diana, that's it. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Nick brings Alexis. So the target this time is Orlando Bloom. Yeah, he's back. Our friend. So Alexis is like, you know, she was high on drugs at the time. Nick is like, she was sober. Again, they are literally directly contradicting each other. Like both of these things can't be true. You can't have been both high and yeah. sober at the same time. What is the truth? So stupid. What's the point of this documentary if we're not going to get the truth? Exactly. And no one to corroborate anything. A- anything. And it's not like we have a third party. Like, if we had Rachel, he was like, oh, yeah, no, she was definitely high. Yeah. Or like, oh, no, she was definitely sober. Nothing. So it's just like, okay, he's he said, she said, by the seashore. Like, yeah. what <laughs> the fuck? So they rob the house. That's that. Alexis moves back home after this. And then their show gets picked up. And when they rob the house, this is what, this is what I was mentioning earlier. So I said, why don't we have masks? They're massive ideas. Walk backwards to avoid cameras. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Were masks not available? I do not understand. That's it's this not is possible. So funny. To get a mask, it's, it's not so possible. Funny to, and you see the footage of them walking backwards. <laughs> like, what was going on? <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> It's crazy. So um, E picks up their show. They get a 50K sinus bonus each and $100,000 for the season each. Crazy. Alexis now feels like she's that bitch. She's like chilling with celebrity. She's getting flued out. She's loving life, yeah? Mm. And she stops robbing. So she only actually did that Orlando Bloom robbery. That was it, yeah? Nick goes back to robbing with Rachel. They rob Lindsay Lohan. And that's supposed to be their last one. Again, I ask, are masks not an option? No, because again, they, they, don't, they don't wear masks. No masks, no masks, no masks. So this bit was kind of confusing because they go, yeah, and then like they try the door or whatever, they abandon it because it's too risky. But then they go back through yeah. a window. But that was the same day, right? Yes, because he says, and this is why I'm like, you're, ugh, I wish Rachel was here, because he says he doesn't want to lose his friendship with Rachel, which seems to be yeah. predicated on their, you know, joint yeah. love of burglarizing. Because that's their bonding activity, basically. Yeah. yeah, so he didn't want to, even though there's no easy escape, he didn't want to abandon ship because then rachel wouldn't be his friend exactly exactly so it's almost like blaming it all on rachel but yeah so there's cctv footage of course because no masks and they link this to the audrina robbery Mm -hmm. great um so this episode is basically ended now but before it ends alexis calls the police and says that nick is the person in the Lindsay lohan robbery which is so dumb because you were also robbing are you a stupid bitch are you stupid i literally wrote alexis listens to police a dumb bitch alexis's sister knows she's dumb as fuck (laughs) literally because are you all right like i don't understand you two you robbed with them yeah and then because you didn't do this particular robbery you because honestly maybe they would have caught them eventually but like they weren't really close they knew that these two were the same pe- person but they that's didn't know they that's what they knew and, then, and alexis alexis you that robbed it was just ridiculous and partook in previous robberies and then also she says something which is like nick you're an idiot too she said oh identifies nicks and points out that he wears the hat he always wears i'm like why would you wear your signature hat to <laughs> commit all these crimes <laughs> And it's a shit hat as well. Like, I just don't under. They're all so stupid. Nick too is a dumb bitch. Because we called Alexis a bitch. We called Nick a bitch too. Everyone's a bitch. 
everyone's a bitch yeah it's a bitches bitches and bitches now it's episode three near the end guys thank you for still being here uh fame and fortune oh no fame and misfortune this one is called okay so it's four years later okay just fast forwarded right on up i wish they'd done the same with this documentary uh and we learn about the movie that is made about this case emma watson is the biggest star and she is playing alexis even though alexis wasn't the leader uh, she only did one robbery i say this firstly see how hollywood whitewashes because my mm. asian sister should have been the leader brenda's song um, certainly was available yeah so why couldn't she have been the lead but it's fine yeah secondly emma watson you're better than this i just you think i know like i actually know <laughs> emma watson is actually better than this movie. i mean but she did it so is she better than it <laughs> I need to tell her, Emma, if you're listening, for whatever reason, babes. <laughs> Emma, let's have a talk. Yeah, this is not you, because what the hell. But this is the thing. I think the reality show and everything, because I remember when I recall it, I don't recall the bling, bling ringing full, but I always recall Alexis Nyers because I watched that um, reality show. And the way mm. it was set up, you would have thought she was a really important character. She only did yeah, one burglary. Part, yeah. She yeah. did one burglary, but the way they set it and up... And she was one of four in that burglary. Exactly. But the way they set it up and the way that, you know, the cameras were rolling, it made her... Mm-hmm. It seemed like she had a bigger role yeah. than she did. And Which I, is her gripe with this whole thing. Well, I don't know if it really is a gripe because I do think that they loved it. Like, there was a no, part she, of them well, that loved maybe it. maybe at the time. At the because time. she's talking about it now, she's like, oh, yeah, but I only did one. But then also, again, back to you being a dumb bitch, yeah? <laughs> you did one and then you reported you... You snitched. Because and they, the thing is, you know why it's snitching? It's actually snitching and it's not a testifying or witness no, or whatever the fuck it is. It's a snitch because you were involved in the crime in, in a very similar crime with the same people and then you're like, oh, hey, they did that one. And what, you thought you were going to get off scot-free? She did. Her and Nick both thought they were going to get away with this. And I'm like, the privilege to genuinely commit a crime and think you're going to get away with it is wild. And, but the thing with Alexis is that she was like, oh, I only did... I'm sorry, we'll get into it, but I only did one. Like, I only... Like, I didn't... You... That is a crime. You you burgled a house. And you thought, oh, yeah, because I helped you get the other person and I only did what, one. Even if you went there and you only took one Louboutin belt, yeah? You, you burgled. You burgled. Literally, it's like, oh, I only did just the one murder. <laughs> Why are you coming after me? It was just the yeah, one I just killing. Did one. <laughs> like, hello. It's like, a murder's a murder. It's a murder, babe. Oh, so, so annoying. You're a murderer yeah so nick is mad about nick <laughs> nick is mad about the fact that like alexis is being made the main star because and he wanted a bigger actor to play him he says a young tom cruise because they were going to go back in time to go get the young tom cruise to come back to mm-hmm. the future to so, come back yeah. and play him uh-huh yeah and this mm-hmm. is why i'm like this man is full of shit he spent this whole entire thing acting like you know almost downplaying how much he was involved and yeah. you know oh because i just wanted to be friends with rachel and i was just so desperate for to be friends with rachel and this is why and it's all rachel but when we get to this moment you can tell he's mad that alexis is seen as the leader because he says yeah. something along the lines of like he was one of the main people like, okay yeah. so you're it's copying like, to me. it now yeah now that there's hollywood involved yeah and now that young tom cruise yeah. didn't play you i just i feel as though even and, and honestly to to an extent now, I do think I do think there's a bit more retrospection with um, Alexis, but mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like she did enjoy being seen as the leader. And I think yeah. Nick was mad because he wasn't seen as the leader because he was the leader. And so he was mad yeah. that he didn't get his time to shine. His recognition, yeah. Alexis was was happy to be seen as the leader because of the fame that it yeah um they brought but she didn't want like leader sentencing like she didn't want like exactly. leader responsibilities when she talks about it from the perspective of you know jail and crime it's i didn't do mm. too much but exactly. you're happy to be seen as a leader exactly. but nick says he was the face and so he was mad that you know 
They're all just stupid. They're all just mad. <sighs> so Nick gets arrested and he's told he can get two to six years in prison. Um, to be fair, the evidence isn't really that strong. Like, there's just CCTV. That's a bit shaky. Um, and Rachel's gone to Vegas to stay with her dad. Yeah. Um, Nick's dad. Okay, so Nick, do you know what? Yeah, do you actually know what? Yeah, like, Nick is a dumb bitch. Nick, dumb, yeah. Dumb his dad bitch. gets him a lawyer to represent yes. him. Nick who should be most concerned <laughs> with trying to stay out of prison. Nick says, My dad initially had called a lawyer that he knew to be good, but I didn't want an old geezer with a pot belly, even if that was the best attorney in town, to represent me. I wanted somebody that looked flashy and looked good. The image was more important almost than the qualification. Enter an attorney named Sean Aronsoft. He basically wanted a sexy lawyer, someone who looked good. Enter Sean Aronsoft, yeah? Sean is here with us today, yeah? He's tall, silver fox, tailored suit. He basically is a bit of Nick. He's what Nick wanted to represent. Says, him, yeah. Nick says he worked out, he had a nice jawline. They're just so vapid. Like, you're, yeah, you're, you're on trial, and by my calculation, because... Sean yeah. says at Nick this point, is, how many years? So Sean says Nick is facing forty-eight years. By my calculation, it should be sixty years and sixty-six months. Sixty mm. years and but six months. That's based upon everything that they've shown uh, us in the thing, which they didn't know about. Uh, exactly. They only knew about Orlando Bloom. Well, uh, Lindsay Lohan's one and, and Audrina Patridge. But but Nick's mm. lawyer says he was facing for forty-eight years. It should have been sixty, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yet all you care about is I want a sexy lawyer. Yeah. Please stop. And the thing is, if your lawyer did his job correctly, which, spoiler alert, he doesn't, that would be fine. Thank God. Maybe, yes, you just want a sexy lawyer, but he's a great lawyer and he does his job correctly. Mm hmm. <laughs> As Akiza already <laughs> said, 48 years is basically what you're going you're gonna to get, yeah? As opposed to the initial two to six that they came to you with, right? Cool. So Sean gets Nick a deal. He says, if you tell us everything and about everyone involved, you're going to get immunity. So Tess tells Nick that Alexis called the police. They have a really heated discussion, yeah. And Alexis is just so dumb. Again, dumb bitch. Because I can imagine Nick's like, Ra, like, how are you going to snitch on me when you were involved in Orlando Bloom's house? And even today, she's like, yeah, I didn't think anything was going to happen to me because I didn't do that much. And it's like, again, we say, you robbed. You robbed. What did you think they were going to say? Oh, just keep it back. It'll be all right. It's, it's a mix between like the ignorance and the privilege and the entitlement. I it's, don't understand it. It is. I was, I, at this point, I was livid and I wanted to throw yeah. my laptop because Nick thought he was <laughs> not going to get any time at one point. Mm-hmm. He thought, and then yeah. Alexis, being the dumb fool that she is, said, I didn't think I was going to be in trouble. And she didn't think that Nick would snitch after he confronted her about yeah, exactly. her own snitching. Is yeah. everyone stupid? They are. It's they are. Everyone a dickhead. But, but I think we literally could have ended this episode when you said that they're tapped. They're tapped. Like, how could I? How can I explain it? Like, they're tapped. They're dumb. They, nothing is anything. It doesn't make sense. Everyone here is crazy. They should all take them and all throw them away somewhere else. I was so li- ridiculous. I was so livid. And I was like, is this why he is so smug? Because he got an immunity deal. Is this why? Yeah. I was well, livid. Well, so Nick snitches, yeah, in order to get his immunity. And he tells them everything. Which is very stupid because he tells them everything. Like, even the robberies they didn't know about, yeah? And they wouldn't have been able to put together. And we have this attorney, Sarika, who says... She's a DA. Basically, she... Hero. This was, in my opinion, unusual. Most attorneys will advise their client, let's let's wait to see what the investigation um, presents before you say anything. Basically, his attorney 
the, the silver fox is weird because it's like normally you'd wait to see what the police have before you start singing like a canary yeah and nick singing singing every song every lyric every album yeah he's singing yeah and then he thinks he really thinks that he's free after this he thinks that yeah do you know what i've done my bit now immunity i'm free and he's kind of like oh you know like i'm really sad for my friends oh, you know, yeah. but i had to do what i had to do for me sir i literally wrote nick fane's sadness at the death of fake friendships So Alexis and her family are filming their show when the police come to arrest Alexis. And we see the footage, right? Do you remember seeing this episode? Because you used to watch the show. I don't recall it. I, like, it might be used in promo, but I don't fully recall. Yeah, I mean, I don't fully okay. recall the show. And so I just recall the characters. I can't remember Tess. When Tess came up, I was yeah. like, oh, I remember you. So they find stuff from the Rachel Bilson robbery and they take them in. Uh, Ra- Rachel's also arrested. And Nick sees that now he's been charged. For... <laughs> okay, so let me say that properly, yeah. Rachel, Alexis, and all of them might get arrested, yeah. Nick is kind of like, okay, great. Like, obviously, they're going to get arrested because I've told them everything, right? But now he sees that he's not just got the charges for, you know, Lindsay Lohan. He's got the charges for all the other burglaries, right? Yeah. And he calls Sean, the lawyer, the <laughs> Silver Fox, and it's like, hey, what the fuck? And Sean is like, oh, don't worry. Like, immunity is on route, yeah? And so it's only now that Nick is like, hey, can I have that immunity in writing? And Sean's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I shook his hand. And he's like, huh? And um, Nick now realises that, in his words, he's fucked. It seems that working out in a nice jawline does not a good attorney make. Does not a good attorney make. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Certainly not I. Who would have thunk it? Let me tell you something. Anyone that's watched true crime or a crime show knows. Don't speak without an attorney, right? You ask for your lawyer and you keep it moving. And most attorneys will tell you not to speak. Yeah. And the DA says this. And she's like, if your attorney tells you to speak, because why? I'm sorry, yeah. You claiming you went to Paris Hilton and took her car and key. Why would I commit to any? Like, if I'm in this situation, yeah, you tell me what you know. Cool. The most I'm admitting to is what you've told me that you know. And even then, maybe you don't even know. You could be bluffing. Because even though you're wearing the signature hat and whatever, that may not be enough for a jury to say, yeah, that's definitely you. Because can you, without, without reasonable doubt, say that that's me it's just so wild and like his not his lawyer god bless him an idiot because he was like oh immunity deals are usually in writing but this one this one wasn't um but he had brett goodkin's commitment that he placed it in writing in the police report and i'm like yeah Yeah. because police officers have never ever lied They've never, they've never been deceitful ever. No, that's not, that's they're not them. synonymous with deceit. No, no, <laughs> they protect and serve. That's all they do. Like, come on. Like, you can't be that much of an idiot. I mean, I'm happy be he is. For fucking real. Yeah, but... I'm happy. Both of them, do you know what? In this situation, it's like, all foreigners would say, like, how could so many deranged and stupid people all be, find themselves in this one place, <sighs> in this one situation? Like, it's just, it's just. Uh, anyway, I'm not I'm not mad at any of it because you deserve to go to jail. So it turns out the arrest scene wasn't as authentic as it seemed. Obviously, it was remade. And the thing is, if you watch enough reality TV, you fucking know this yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, but Alexis is like t- like having to remake it was really brutal. Um, and the producers Jennifer Wibbage and Amber they don't want to admit that they refilmed it yeah and that it's fake but obviously we know yeah, yeah because 100%. they they get one of the producers to like bang on the door and pretend to be the police officer and blah blah blah. I just, I think anyway, it's so after sick. this, yeah, I think the reason why as well that that um, Eki saying that Alexis loved this is 
possibly true is because after this, the show gets greenlit. Because the producers are like to us, like, we kind of had a show, but we didn't really have a show. Like, what direction were we trying to take it in? What were the point of these characters? What was it all for? Whereas now that this happened, it's like the trial. We're going to cover the trial. We're going to cover if she goes to jail. We're going to, you know, go through the ups and downs. And that made it, like, great. We're going to greenlight the show. And they did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There wouldn't be no show without the scandal. And I'll tell you what, the scandal yeah. happened. They only had one season. Yeah. So it didn't do what they wanted it, it to. Any, yeah. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Nick is still trying to curry favour from the police by sending Facebook pictures of like all the friends and stuff wearing stolen items. And it's like, babes, let it go. You're going to jail. Like, it's enough. Also, also I do want to say to the scammers out there, if you are out there, the police still watch social media because people still do this. They still go out and scam and then they get on social media and they flaunt and their flex. shit. And the police are watching that. Yeah. So I just want people to be smarter. I'm not here for no, criminals. No, I want them to continue to be stupid. I mean, yeah, dude, I think I just have an issue with people just being so incredibly idiotic. Yeah, like, I feel like if you're going to, like, in this life, yeah, if you want to do something, like, why not try your best and do it well? Like, I'm not saying you should do bad things, but, like, don't you want to be good at the bad things that you do? I don't I, get I, it. Like, I don't, don't you want to succeed? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'm not here for the mediocrity because I'm just shocked that something like this hasn't happened again. Yeah. I guess maybe security's better, so that's why. But, like, people yeah, still kind of do the whole sort of flaunting and you see it on social media. And people, you know, they do still steal and scam in order to do that flaunting. I'm shocked that we don't get more people kind of being caught this way, but also more people being robbed because of this I yeah i think robbing now is more so like electronic and stuff yeah. like people aren't really going into people's houses they're gonna just teach you and take money from your account and like all that kind of stuff yeah or they're t- gonna call you and say hey we've got an o2 um discount <laughs> for you oh mate they keep fucking harry keeps calling me sorry scammers or the emails where they're like oh hey we've got your parcel click here to re-deliver it's just shit like that ridiculous yeah still trying. you're right yeah. So we meet Alexis' attorneys, Jeff Rubenstein and Susan, I want to say Haber or Harbour. Um, Susan didn't like the idea of doing the reality show. She wasn't a fan. Jeff mm-hmm. loves it. And Jeff keeps calling himself, at that time, ambitious. And I just mm-hmm. feel like ambitious is his way of saying attention-seeking as hell. Yeah. He loved mm-hmm. being in the middle of a high-profile case. And in fact, they would curate scenes. Yep. So the producers would tell them, and this is what I was saying earlier when I said I had to kind of rescind the idea that Alexis wasn't vulnerable because you have Jeff who's a lawyer and he's old now so I'm assuming he was old back then he was definitely old enough mm-hmm. to know better being so taken in by this reality TV show that when the producers yeah. say hey we need you to do a scene where you tell her what, what to wear he comes along and not only does he do the scene and just comply he really goes for it like he really yeah. puts he's in an giving his best performance he's yeah. making jokes like he thinks this is his big break He's trying to come across as very charismatic and like, yes, this is going to make me that celebrity lawyer. Very much a fame whore. And, you know, we mm. see other sort of things that he, you know, partakes in later and other scenes that mm. he decides that he would do. And it's just ridiculous because you're actually a lawyer. Yeah, you're, you're a professional. A professional. You're not a 16, 17-year-old yeah. idiot. Yeah. You're an old one. And it's like, this is why the fame thing, the wanting fame is so dangerous. Yeah like just fame for fame's sake is so dangerous because it's like you have a good career you're a lawyer you probably get paid very well like you're not lacking for much like but it's this this is the this is the the cherry on the cake that you're willing to to yeah. get like do you know what i mean to, to act a fool for and like right. now even to camera he's like crying and like regretting it and stuff and it's just like babes like come on like, it's like another performance you're grown then and you're grown now like it's not like you were a child like yeah you and that better. other lawyer the lady she from the beginning was like this is weird this is fucked she wanted no parts yeah Susan knew it was bullshit, but Jeff was really on it. Like, it was ridiculous. They mic'd up the court. 
and they even yeah. have like in you see the sort of replay of it and they have those reality tv sound effects and it's just it's annoying and it's like she's getting all of this because she stole from orlando blue exactly it's wild i'm over it sarita is over it we're all over it yeah yep we're over it so before the trial well not even before the trial during the trial alexis doesn't interview with vanity fair very dumb thing to do but hey ho she's a dumb bitch we've established that already and i'm sure susan was opposed to this um but the producers read this article like and they know alexis is not going to like it so they put the article in the mailbox and they make sure that they are filming when they're reading it and so alexis is having a breakdown okay like a big tantrum because she thinks that the article the interview is kind of going like oh you know like how are you doing how are things blah 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 but they're kind of turning it around to be like oh look at this dumb rich bitch wearing louboutins and stealing from people but this is this is what i was confused because alexa sort of says oh this is an opportunity for me to share another part of myself that isn't shown on the show but the whole interview is done on the show so if you're supposedly yeah. faking for the show and you do this interview on the show on then the you're show, still faking in this interview yeah, yeah so you're not going to show also, anything what's different. this other part though that we're, gonna, that we're supposed to see like and she's philanthropy or what is it what is the other part and she's so happy that she's not just a tmz girl now she's a vanity fair girl like she's so proud of that yeah yeah it's like when um when what's it put that she was in vogue oh the r the the re that she was on the cover of vogue and people believed it even though it didn't make sense yeah so nick is mad um that he's not on the show, as we said earlier. But he's also happy because now the paparazzi are after him. Mm, Asterix, he's calling them on himself. But okay. He's loving it though. Yeah, this is what he's always wanted. Um, and he's just so weird. He's just weird. Like, yeah. I have so many notes where I'm like, he's just so weird. He does issue. interviews on TV, even though Sean, the lawyer, says not to. They eventually go their separate ways. Yeah, because his lawyer's a novice and has proven himself to be a bit of an idiot. But he was right as far as suggesting not to do interviews. This man is walking... Yeah, now he's doing his job and you're ignoring him. Yeah, he's he's now got a contact at TMZ. He's getting papped, as you said, in Orlando Mm. Bloom's shit. Wearing Orlando Bloom's shit. It's wild. And he was so happy to tell us that. Because low key, we wouldn't have known. It's just a fucking hat. It's just some sunglasses. He was like, oh yeah, I was wearing Orlando Bloom. You You don't regret a thing. You don't regret a thing. He only regrets that he wasn't the main character on the uh, the movie. Yeah. That's all. I genuinely thought when he was griping about who played him, I thought he was going to say he wanted Orlando Bloom to play him. He was just that much of an idiot. I thought he would say yeah. that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Alexis is an addict. Um, I feel like this is really serious, but it didn't really, wasn't really spoken about. Yeah. I guess that's not what they were here for. She's addicted to heroin and the show doesn't know. But when they find out, they kind of have to like script it in. So it's almost like an ambush. So they say to Andrea, like, look, you're going to find these pills in the bathroom and then you're going to have to confront Alexis. This is what I mean by them being characters. Because, I mean, and to be honest, maybe this is how Andrea would have handled it anyway. Yeah. But I think any normal parent might have said, okay, I've seen these pills. Even if it's while we're filming, I might wait till we're done filming yeah. and just say, hey, girl, look. I don't know what's going on. Do you need help? Do you want to talk? But Angie's like, what are these pills? What is this? Da, 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 da. So, so like, of course, Alexis feels ambushed because she has been. And also, she's not on pills. Those are not her pills. Yeah. But she is on drugs. Right? She's on heroin. Like, oh, Get it right. Exactly. She's on heroin. They, they can't be like, oh, here, here's some heroin. Find this. No. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So they have to kind of script it in. Um, so yeah, it's all fucked. And then um, there's back to the lawyers, Jeff and that, Jeff and Susan. They have us, they get 
they get I'm gonna say Jeff because like Susan I don't think she's really culpable yeah they get Jeff to basically film a scene with her saying you know I feel like it's looking good you know like it's we it's gonna be good we it's going well all that kind of stuff and like that wasn't true it was all produced and you know now again this is the bit where Jeff is crying I feel so bad about it blah 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 these lawyer scenes all reminded me of like Phaedra from Real Housewives yeah I was like I'm sure this was the extent of her lawyering like I'm sure that this was <laughs> this was literally her experience it's just it, everyone's annoying i'm so over it and I'm, at this point i was very tired i started watching it early this morning i'm clearly ill i just didn't need this you know and just watching them act so there's one point jeff and i'll sort of let you jeff says you have this fantasy as a lawyer that truth mm-hmm. and justice will rue the day and show the detectives to be the liars that they are and show Alexis to be an innocent person present at the scene. She wasn't innocent. Like, no one right. has disputed that she was... She's not innocent. You're sitting here saying Literally. this. Like, you've got a wrongly accused person who comes exactly. from something really difficult who's been, you know, wrongfully accused. She wanted money for drugs but and so she robbed a celebrity. That's literally the extent of this thing. House. She's not an innocent victim. Don't sit there and act like you're, uh, what's it called, representing the West Memphis Free or the Central Park Fire. Like, yeah, you're not. Exactly. 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 Not. It's so, it really pissed me off. I'm just like, Jeff, calm yeah. the hell down. Like, his integrity as a lawyer like, is absolutely shot. Just terrible. And Susan is still connected to him. I looked at their site. It's like, Susan, get your own practice, babe. Yes, yes. Susan, I'm like, girl, let, let him Do go. Do thing. Let He's that a man liability. go. A liability, yeah. that one. He is, he is, oh, he is. Oh, God. He is. So let's get into these sentences. Um, so Alexis enters a no contest plea, so she doesn't go to trial. She gets three years formal probation, 180 days in county jail, and restitution for the losses. Of those 180 um, days, she serves 32. So it's ridiculous. She was facing And then she had to go to rehab. Yeah. So... Yeah, Nick settles the case. He gets two years in state prison, but only serves one year in a county jail. All this county jail, I was just remembering. Did my time, time <laughs> county jail, jail, just when, just you know, Who was that? Jamie Fox. I don't know. And Twister. I feel like we had it on a video, and it's like no, something no, played, that was something then... else. No, yeah, no, we did, but and it was Jamie okay. Fox, Twister, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, but what's it called? Nick's new lawyer says something that I thought was quite funny. He said there is a disconnect with the real world in LA. They actually believe their own bullshit, and I just feel like that is Nick personified. Yeah. But then they, they do. do they do this thing where they sort of say Nick's new attorney, and then they give him sort of his lower third is now an inventor. And I was like, is that yeah. Shane? Do <laughs> 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 you think that he yeah. now believes his own bullshit? I thought that was quite. But funny. he does say something where he's kind of like, oh, like, well, I'm here doing this documentary, so like, maybe I'm part of it as well, kind of yeah. thing. I so there is a level of self awareness that he yeah. has that like the others do not have, which makes me think that he's not the same as them. Do you get no, what I mean? No, he's not. Not at all. Yeah. Like, I agree with that yeah. completely. Yeah. So Rachel pleads no contest. She gets four years in state prison. She's released uh, on parole after sixteen months. Yeah, thank you. I missed that bit. So now they want to I go Googled to trial it. for the other members, Roy Lopez, and then two of Rachel's friends, Diana and Courtney. Um, one of the cops working on the case, <laughs> again, people just want to be famous. One of the cops working on the case, yeah, he stars in the movie being made about the case. So that actual movie, the Emma Watson one, yeah. And the prosecution are like, okay, this is a fucking spanner in the works. We can't go to trial now. Like, what do we look like with our with the uh, police guy starring in the movie? So they're yeah. like, right, cool. We need this to plead out basically so yeah. roy please no contest he gets three years probation and i just want to say here that i'm happy that roy same mi hermano roy didn't get any same. jail time even mi hermana diana tamayo because it yeah. sounds kind of latin yeah <laughs> it's the same white white 
so I was just like, mm, okay, I'm glad, I'm glad, because they tried to pin it on you and you didn't get any jail time. Well done. Um, Dan and Courtney, they plead no contest again. They get three years probation, but they also get 60 days community service. Um, and that's it. That's the documentary. It just, and it does, they do this thing when they finish off, right? And then I'll give you, I googled Nick to see where he is now. And I'll mm-hmm. give you a nice little update about him. So anyway, Nick tries to give us a nice little life lesson. Like you need to have mm. a good sense of self. And you just get the feeling that him and oh, Alexis they don't actually care about this because they're just trying to blame society in them. Like, mm-hmm. Alexis says yeah. that this very accurate portrayal of them as celebrity-obsessed, self-absorbed teens mean, you know, even though it's accurate, the actual real criminal, society. Uh, and how dare we not hold... In the back. In the back, yeah. And how dare we not hold society in them accountable. And that's what but she's... This is what I hate when people do the society thing because, like, we're talking about society and stuff when it comes to, like, marginalised groups Thank of you. people and things that are out of their control. Homeless people, yeah. um, you know, uh, gay people, uh, black people, people of colour, people who are marginalised, children, yeah. people yeah. who are vulnerable or people who are marginalised. And it's like, mm, maybe it's the way society is isn't best helping these people. Not yeah. because you made a choice and it fucked you. And now Literally. We, we are to blame. Oh, it pissed me off. Like, I was just like, okay, so they clearly not learned anything. We went to read three episodes just to find out what we knew from the beginning, which is they don't care. They're mad that it kind of temporarily disrupted their lives. Because by my count, Rachel and Nick should have gotten 60 years at max, 60 years, six months at max. Alexa, 60 years. They didn't even do a year in jail, did they? The the most anyone did was Rachel, 16 months. That is the most anyone did. I think in a count. No, she was in state prison, I think. Yeah, she was in state prison. I mean, I don't know if she served it in the county. That's it. Nick came out yeah. and he did his year in a county jail. Like, yeah, it just chilling. pisses me off so much. I'm like, you did not get any substantial amount of time for what you did. Yeah. And I just can't help but think, how many young black kids who are in dire straits who kind of do this and it's not to sort of, you know, say, oh, this is fair, whatever. But they do things because of their situation, right? Yeah. How yeah. many of them have been sentenced as they adults? They actually are forced into those situations, yeah. And they're, right. yeah. And it's a the thing where it's like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, you know, no one should be punished. It's just like, let's be punished equally then. Like, let's, yeah. let's I want, consider I want it these to be things equally. before like, sentencing, yeah. I was sitting, when they were sitting here, meant to feel sorry for these people. They're not remorseful. They're awful. Yeah. This was a small blip in their lives. This is a, a fun story that they tell at parties oh, now. Mate. Like, oh, I've been to jail. Like, do you 100%, know what I mean? 100%. And it pisses me off. Yeah. But now it's time for... The real crime, I think, was the beard. Our segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal, but we definitely consider to be a crime. Have you got one? I've got one. I'm going to go first. So the real crime, I think, was the fact that you can just find these lots of dresses from a website. I think that is ridiculous. And what the hell? The real crime, I think, was these hats that Nick was wearing, okay? And Eki mentioned this before, but there's like this like scene of him like just wearing different clothes and trying things on and stuff. And it's like, they use it throughout the the, docu- the documentary and it's just not a single serve, not a single Luke, nothing. No, yeah. nothing. The real crime I think was Andrea, the mum, weird vibes. The affirmation went on for an age and she just was, I don't think that maybe mothering was her calling. No. I'll say it like that. Have you got one? Um, I didn't like Gabby's blazer. I'm sorry, that's, it's not the real crime, but that's something that's the real crime. When she popped up, I was like, oh, I don't like this, babe. Like, mm, it just feels very um, pretty little thing, boohoo. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why is there a tie? I just don't think blazers should be that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. The parenting in this is shocking. How All did no one's off. parents 
you know, figure out that maybe Literally, they're the parenting something. Full stop. You, where your son comes home with a new car that you can't afford because all you have is a Honda. It's, yeah. And uh, no questions were asked. Okay. I just, I just think it was just so stupid. I think another crime, Emma Watson. You're better than this. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know any of the other Why actors, you... but you two are better than this. Exactly. Sophia Coppola. I don't know how much they paid her? They you two enough. are better than this. You're all better than this. We are all better than this. Like no one should have <laughs> we to. We are watch better this. than this documentary. <laughs> it's so like it will piss you off, especially if you're you're someone who does not relate to privilege. It will piss you off to see them try to make these people seem oh. like victims. And it's like they can't even what do a half mean? decent job at that because they're not victims. Yeah, I'm they're sorry. Not victims. Like, and also, and the real crime I think is watching this on Channel Four and having a million ads, ads. Yeah. in between. Because Netflix was working. Netflix and the VPN team. Yeah, I had to do Netflix and the so, VPN. So that, yeah, another crime. I was so oh my goodness, and I'm ill, and I had to do an abonicky bath. It was just it was a lot. <laughs> I just shout out the abonicky bath. Get what scenes this? Well, you know that you had a Nick update. Yes. So Nick in 2014 was sentenced to 160 days in jail for violating parole. Um, oh, and guess how what, they found out? This? Yeah, so he was on parole after this, right? And then he violated. Mm-hmm. So he um, had actually travelled out of state without permission. And so he mm-hmm. was sentenced to 160 days. Guess how they found out? And this is completely... He's Social not, media. Re- no, they found this out because there was a woman who ran a skin shop and she was arrested for attempting to hire a member of the Detroit Lions, which is an NFL team, to kill the owner of a rival skin shop. Random as hell. What the hell is happening? So then she was in the interrogation room singing like a canary. And she said she was being harassed online. I don't know how this was related to her trying to hire an NFL player to kill someone. But she was being harassed online by a man named Edward Feinstein. Mm-hmm. who booked fake personal ads in her name and she said that Feinstein's roommate was Nick Prugo and that Nick was right. She was singing about everyone and everything. That is so... Because how, how is that even connected to your, your impending gaze? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Because I saw Murder for Hire plot, I said, oh, because it was on TMZ. Of course it was. Course and I was, was. like, oh, and I was like, he's not even a... Like, he's not... He's not even a part of it, but he just happens to be a roommate to someone that she doesn't fuck with. So she threw him under the bus too. I said, well... Mad Isn't that interesting? Mad thing. Yeah. It's so, so funny uh, how he was snitching on his friends and then he got snitched on. Stitched on, yeah. Literally minding his business, travelling out of state without permission. and uh, Drinking his yeah. water, minding his biz. Yeah. yeah. Love One that. day he's overrated, two day on his dick. Flip, flap, flip, flip, flap, bitch! Um, okay, so... Yes, that's it. That's actually it now. Thank yeah. you so much for being here with us. Honestly, thank right. you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I know so you're, you're an antisocial babe. Uh, I know you're not going to want to take a picture with me, so I'll put no, a big picture of us on my Instagram. Thank you. Um, get well soon in that. But honestly, everyone, if you're still here, thank you so much for listening. Um, for rocking with us this year. This is our last episode of the year. Oh, well, and our last episode till February. Yeah, we're taking a break throughout January. If you're still here, please rate us five stars um, on Spotify, <laughs> Apple. Like, comment, subscribe. Here. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, but yeah, no, we we have 51 ratings on Spotify so far. And it'd be great to come back and there's like 100. That would be amazing because I like round numbers and I like multiples of five. Um, so, well, yeah, thank you. What about what? 75. No, it's not really a round number in my head. No, it's round, it yeah, mathematically, but not in my head. So, yeah, thank you again for being here. Honestly, I really do appreciate you guys. Can't wait to come back, but this break is necessary. So, um, yeah, thanks again. Really appreciate you, honestly. Um, it's so weird because like, normally it's like, oh, we're going to play a trailer, but there's no trailer because I have no idea what we're going to do next. 
You should just play like some outro music or elevator music. Should we do some elevator music? I don't know. I can't I know. do that. I've got a headache. We'll think about it in post. Uh, anything you'd like <laughs> to say to people? Not really. <laughs> no. Get well soon, no, babes. Nothing. Thank you. I will try. All right then. All right then. Bye. Bye. And mum, mum kept. Sorry, this is a sidebar. She kept put like so. She fills up a thing, a bucket with. She fills up a bucket with hot water and a body key and mm. then she'll come in and she'll be like okay put your head yeah, yeah. and she'll and she probably try to submerge you into this body key. and it's like babe she's like breathe in breathe out and then like you know it gets to the back of your throat and she's like, like yeah it's is... working it's working <laughs> keep going keep going and i'm like this is this is a bit much. not familiar yeah a body key is like it's like vapor rub yeah but it's, it's like times a thousand yeah, it's like Vicks, but like times a thousand, yeah. And there's another one that we have in Nigeria called Rob, but Rob is a bit better. It's a bit smoother and it's a bit yeah. less harsh. A bonnaki, I swear to God, I don't think I have nose hairs left. Like, I think I have singed my fucking... But yeah, it's so my mum, like, whenever we're ill, she'll come and say, have you got a bonnaki? Rob, a bonnaki. No, you're not doing it properly. And it doesn't, eh, it doesn't matter what the illness is. I recently yeah. hurt myself in an accident at work that wasn't my fault. And um, <laughs> I scraped... <laughs> I scraped... I scraped my knee. I'd literally been in... So this was... I went away for work, right? I'd been in Frankfurt for about 30 minutes and I hurt myself. This is very on-brand so for me, on unfortunately. Brand, yeah. So on-brand. Um, on a statue. It's fine. The statue didn't move, but I did. Anyway, and then I dropped and then the guy... <laughs> there was like a group of people walking past and they were like, Alles gut? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay, thank you. And I'm really embarrassed myself and I've not even been here for an hour. Wow. Um, anyway... I have a scar on my thing because it started bleeding. And the first thing yeah. when I showed mommy, she was like, have you put a body key? Like, she thinks it heals everything. She I remember does. in school. I re- if you I could ingest sc- it, she would drink it. Oh, 100%. I remember put in it school, in someone came up to me and she was like, Eki, are you ill? And I said, yes, how did you know? She said, every time you're ill, it doesn't matter what, you smell like that. <laughs> And I was like, she's just, she just, she used to lather us in a bonnet like, and we'd go lather. out like that. And it's like, you don't realize like, it actually smells like vile. Like, you it's smell like, terribly. You <laughs> and it's like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, you smell for a little bit. Like, it is in your clothes, your scarf, because then you make you put it's the scarf on that tight. Like, yeah, it's literally all, all up in you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that bonnet key. Okay, God, honestly. No, it's terrible. Oh, Dad's sending me videos. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Why, why are you getting the videos? Put your phone on flight mode. Oh shit, yeah. I thought it was on flight mode.